millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Time to look at a New Zealand mystery. Have you ever heard of the Moiho Man? also known as New Zealand's own Bigfoot. Apparently hidden in the Coromandel Moiho Ranges, the legend has been pervasive for many decades. In fact, in 1970, the press newspaper tried to end the rumours, claiming the creature was now dead. But locals and paranormal investigator Mark Koppel have had strange and recent encounters. To discuss the mystery and the legend of the Moiho Man, I'm joined by a good friend of Afternoons, investigative reporter and true crime author Scott Bainbridge. Hello there, Scott. Hi there. And you've known about the Moiho Man for ages because he appeared in your book New Zealand Mysteries. Can you give us a bit of background on this legend? Yeah, look, it's one of um, New Zealand's most enduring long-term mysteries. And when I came up with, um, when I was researching the book New Zealand Mysteries, I, I had to include it. You know, and it's a story about. Um, this yeah, a, a yeti or Bigfoot that was um, operating a, around the Moiho mountain range in Coromandel, and the myth or, or the story is perpetuated back in the late nineteenth century, around about the time people were going there in search of gold, and uh, you know these people would claim that you know they saw this you know great big creature um, you know wandering through the through the forest, and even. Um, in the you know Waihe area where the gold mines are established now, um, you know there was talk that there were these you know giant people, not just one person, but a, a couple of giant giant people, um, you know, roaming around on the periphery. So uh, it's the story's been, and I think it's just grown over the years. There were sightings in the 1950s and the 1970s, as you alluded to. Um, you know, people saying that they've seen uh, from a distance, you know, uh, something that's a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, a creature, like an ape-type creature. Yeah, and I've got 2.8 metres high here, which is, you know, yeah. a, me- a metre taller than uh, than a man. Mm. Yep. Yeah, but even the, the myth's actually gone on longer than, you know, longer than that, because there are stories of these um, the, these people sort of in the South Island or pockets of the South Island as well, you know, with long arms and long talons, um, hairy creatures type thing. Um, but yeah, certainly in the North Island, there's only been, from what I understand, just the one story of of this one creature. Yeah, and, and you had a good look at it. What evidence could you find, and, and what were the sort of, how credible were the reports? Yeah, well, I couldn't find any solid evidence, but I did talk to a lot of people, um, you know, that are uh, people that I know in my circle that are, you know, that, that are hunters and, and like to go on to all sort of depths of the forest all around the country, and a couple of them have said, you know. Going into the Moiho ranges, um, it, it is different. Um, yeah, particularly at night, they talk about you know these strange howling sounds that they haven't heard in any other forest in the country. You know, which gives rise to you know, or oh, what is out there? What is out there that's what is different in that forest that's um, nowhere you know anywhere else? Gosh, that is interesting. 
Yeah, and and there are people, and there are some Maori people um, in Coromandel that, you know, refuse to go, um, you know, into the ranges, you know, even today. Although, in saying that, these are people sort of an, of an older generation who probably grew up with, with the story. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the younger people today probably, you know, would just brush it off, saying it's all. Focus, focus. Yeah, well, if it started, you know, um, decades ago, unlikely this Moiho man would have survived. Well, we don't know much about the uh, the longevity of whatever species he is, but there was a theory it might have been an ape that yeah. survived in the yeah. bush. Yeah, there, there is a story of of a um, of a, a circus ape that, um, or an orangutan <laughs> that, that um, you know, jumped off uh, one of the uh, barges off on the um, eastern side of Coromandel and ran into the bush. But the thing is, I, I've heard a lot about that, but I couldn't find any, um, you, you know, any articles. You know, you'd think that something like that would make the news even in the 1920s. I think it was 1924. But, I, you know, I found nothing. And, and we were talking about 1924, we're talking about almost 100 years. So I did contact, um, you know, the Auckland Zoo, uh, the, the, um, uh, the, the monkey specialists up there, Want of a better term, you know, and they, they've said no. Look, if something had gone and you know, an ape of any kind has gone into the bush, should be well and truly, you know, dead by now, and probably wouldn't have survived too longer, too much, you know, more longer than 1924. Would have been an interesting phone call in the day of the life of the monkey specialist at Auckland Zoo. Well, and I, they, it's a story that they've they they probably were surprised to get it then, but they have had a lot of calls. Over the years, you know, whenever, you know, whenever somebody does report the, a sighting or, um, you know, to the papers, there's usually a big flurry of, of um, publicity, and you know, a reporter would generally phone them anyway. So yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of this research has been done by an excellent stuff report on this topic, and um, they talked to paranormal investigator Mark Koppel. Have you come across him in your travels? No, I, I haven't. I, I, talk, I did talk to Rex Gilroy about it. Rex, um, he's passed now, but um, he was the one that came out to New Zealand about 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. And, um, you, you know, he, he was researching the, uh, you know, the giants and, and why he, and he, he came over with a, a team and they they did um, take a print of um, of some footprints. Uh, in fact, I've got a photo of that in my book, New Zealand Mysteries. But um, I think... Yeah, he's been all around the world, or he went all around the world and had plans to come back to do a wide-scale, and more of a wide-scale mm. investigation, but um, just got caught up. Yeah, that, yeah. that was Mark reports of this, the unexplained footprints, knocking sounds. He says stones yeah. being thrown at him. That all sounds... That bush quite well, but um, I'm not entirely surprised, but you know, I, I, I couldn't guess what... You know what it is. You know what it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I had thought that. Um, you know, I had thought that maybe it was a myth that had grown over the years. With um, you know all the people heading to the Thames Coromandel area to, to prospect for gold. Um, you know, I thought maybe that it started off as a bit of a myth to deter. You know, more people going off and search. You know, there were uh-huh. stories about. Um, you know, a humanoid creature dragging off a, a woman hanging the clothes out on the line and ripping her um, you know her, her head off her, off her neck but you know, again you know something like that would made would have made the news even though the newspapers were the only form of reporting back then of course but um, you know I never found any any reports of that yeah um, and just the only other thing to mention from this investigator Mark Coppel is this strange scream 
that yep. he heard, and that seems to line up with what your um, yes. The people you've spoken to have described as well. It's it's funny for people who know the bush that well to hear a scream they can't identify. Well, that's right, and you know these are people that are well versed to um, you know traipsing through the bush and know you know what native creatures we have out there. But this yeah screaming or the the sounds that that are um, that are coming out, they they just can't even now you know and and hearing it a number of times whenever they've gone in. They can't identify what it could possibly be. Um, so what I'm getting from you, Scott, is mm. you're not really convinced there's a Bigfoot out there, but but there is, from the reports you've had, some unexplained activity and maybe a sort of a supernatural feel to that part of the world in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Look, I've done a lot of research with you know into the Patupaia Rehi, you know the um, the mythical fairies that, that live in uh, well, near me, Mount Parongia, and also in the Uruweras, and you know, the, the people that claim to have seen them are, you know, legitimate people that you know, they're not the type of people that would um, you know, seek the, the attention mm. or make up stuff, so yes, I, I, I believe there's something supernatural there um, I don't I mean, yeah, until there's evidence found, and you'd think that if there was a creature that, with all these people traipsing through the bush, there would be some evidence there like fecal matter or you know, any other evidence that they've come across. But, you know, there's been nothing. So, you know, I wouldn't like to sort of say there's something out there, but I w- well, there is something out there, but I, I wouldn't like to guess what it, you know, what, yeah. what it could be or what's making those noises. Mm. Great to chat to you. Um, thank you for your analysis, and we'll send people to your book, New Zealand Mysteries, if they would like to uh, find out more about this one or, you know, perhaps some of the other mysteries hiding in New Zealand's. Nice to talk to you, Scott, and thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. Good talking. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.